welcome back to a losing edition of the NBA Finals Warriors All-82 podcast. Warriors lose game one because Tim Kawakami and soon-to-be Marcus Thompson, they lost the fourth quarter 40-16, to and to be honest, it was worse than that. It was 40-13 to when Nemanja Bielica, who hadn't played all game, hit a three with, I don't know, 20 seconds left or something like that. If he doesn't hit that three... A 40-13 fourth quarter in Chase Center to lose home court in game one. Pummeling. It was a pummeling. Uh, and it's just interesting to see kind of the Warriors positioning, like how they like say this would happen. Oh, they played great for the first 42. It really wasn't the first 42, but I, you know, I understand what they're doing. They're saying, you know, listen, Derek White and Al Horford and Marcus Smart, they're not going to hit all those threes again. Um, maybe. But... Uh, any time you get pummeled like that in the fourth quarter of a, of a finals game, uh, you did some things wrong. You, you didn't play good enough. You lost some focus. I think they got shook a little bit, although they clearly did not want to say that. Uh, I think, like, you do this at home? Like, what, we were destroying the Suns for losing Game 7 badly uh, two rounds ago. This was not good for the Warriors. It's not the same thing. It wasn't a Game 7, but it was their home court, and they just got, like... They just got vacuumed. They just go whoosh. And there's some reasons for that. Uh, defensively, they weren't great. And offensively, we didn't talk about offensively. They scored 16. They scored 13 until Nemanja Belica, you know, heroically hit that three. They had, they had a lot of issues. A lot of issues. I believe there was a zero-point stretch from like six-something to like one-something in the fourth quarter. At, you know, as they're getting threes raining on their head on the other end. Yeah, that's a formula to, to, to lose. <laughs> Even when you start the fourth quarter up 12. Um, and that was, uh, you know, the non-staff minutes. I'm sure we'll talk about this more when Marcus gets here. But, uh, you know, it starts with the non-staff minutes. But he comes back in after a 7-0 They're run. up five when he comes yeah, in with nine I mean, minutes left. This is not like the, the panic time. Like, you still are up five, a couple baskets, and you, you get it up to ten. And this is what we've seen normally. And they just could not get the ball in the basket. And they all Horford, boom. Derek White, boom. Peyton Pritchard, boom. Like, uh, the point is, if you're a good defense, you do not allow runs like that. And then they allowed it, and then they just seemed to freeze up on offense and, and couldn't match any of it. Um, it was something that would be, you know, disturbing if it happened in the regular season. This was uh, obviously very, very, very disturbing for them. One game, they're right, it's one game, it's not four, but at home in a finals game, uh, when Jason Tatum is three for seventeen, uh, these are these are problematic things for the Warriors right now. What did you write about? I wrote about which won't be posted, I guess, till tomorrow morning. So about when this thing posts, uh, <coughs> about excuse me about the Warriors clearly kind of coming up with talking points, clearly kind of rallying themselves. Kerr, I saw that Kerr kind of went down the line when he took the starters out and gave him a fist bump and like encouraging words, and you could just tell they had that. You know, it's one loss, not four. I know it's, you know, it's Derek White and Al Horford and Marcus Smart. It wasn't, you know, like these guys probably aren't going to do that again. You just tell, like, they are kind of booing their confidence that this isn't going to be the crushing blow. It could be. I'm saying it's possible it was, but it's just this is who they are. Like, they can't say, man, that was a better team than us. They can't say that because once you say that, you're going to lose the series. Boston might be better than them. I think we all kind of... Went into this thinking there's a chance Boston's better, but tonight was a pretty stunning blow. So my was just the way they rally themselves, the way they collect themselves. This is the Curry, Draymond, 
Clay, Kerr era, and we saw it tonight. Like, you can call it bravado, you can call it whistling past the grave, you can say it's not really accepting the reality of what happened, but by accepting the re- if you accept the reality of it, then you're going to lose the series. They have to, like, almost willfully black it out and say, no, it was just these dumb little things and we're going to be better. Just kind of the state of the team. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, like game ones can turn series. I think we've seen one game one this playoff turn a series when the Warriors won in Memphis. Um, And, you know, if you are the Grizzlies, you still responded in game two. You still, you know, absorbed the John Moran injury and and pushed the Warriors and had the game five. And then, you know, even in game six, narrowly, you know, brought it back to Memphis. But when that ended and when we were, you know, recapping the entire series and looking back, you go, no, it was game one that with turned With Draymond it. getting ejected yeah. in the first half. Like, it's the same thing, like, with Jason Tatum going three for 17. How many times did Jason Tatum go three for 17 in this series? Probably not again. So, like, you can just say, like, this is when we start figuring it out down the road, how this all went the Celtics way, possibly. Uh, we're going to say game one. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, um, so I wrote about the threes, and as you mentioned, their talking points post game was like, you know, tip the hat, unsustainable, you know, look who the guys that hit it. Eh, you yeah, know, yeah. Eh. yeah, Draymond was like asking me the math, like, let's do it here, eight plus seven plus eight, that's 23 on 23 attempts. Marcus Smart, Derek Wyden, Robert Williams 23. made 15. Um, but. Draymond Green was at fault for a lot of it. He had a, you know, and this is rare to say, he had a bad defensive night. Um, he, early in the game, the f- the first Marcus Smart three and the first Al Horford three, um, I'll start with the Marcus Smart one. He picks up Marcus Smart in transition. Marcus Smart passes it over to Jason Tatum. He just goes, like, basically one foot in the paint while Marcus Smart is sitting on the left wing. Jason Tatum is, like, he's not you know having to leap over and help because jason tatum has beaten anybody jason tatum is just standing there like getting a high screen uh you know against looney and wiggins who are not in like vulnerable positions and he just looks over at marcus smart wide open for three because draymond's way off of him passes over why you know hits a three that gets marcus smart going a couple possessions later same type of deal you know Tatum's coming off a high screen he's not you know he has not beat Wiggins he has not beat Looney into the paint where Draymond has to come over Draymond is just sitting there watching it knowing yes like Jason Tatum is threatening but he's sitting there watching it and and you know uh, Tatum just passes over to Al Horford and he doesn't even close out he just sits there and watches Al Horford from from 12 feet away and goes basically you know dare you to shoot a three kind of like they did to John Morant and it's that's just these aren't Smart, maybe you can make the argument. Al Horford is shooting forty six percent from three in the playoffs. He's, playoffs. He's like deadly, and you know it, what's interesting to me. And I wrote about it, like you know this idea when they played Dallas. It was like you know if he was on Maxi Kleba, like it was like scouting report says, do not leave Maxi Kleba. Uh, Al Horford's a better shooter than Maxi Kleba. Like you know what I mean? Maybe it's just because you know Boston's attack is different and it is in Doncic and this obsession with the threes that's always being hammered into their brains but I just think and this is what I wrote that they starting with their defensive leader were way too casual guarding the three tonight you know like you can just bring it back to like Dallas like you know there were a couple Dallas players that they were begging to shoot and not all of them but a couple of them and it kind of I think it just kind of just kind of is kind of connected to this and wait a minute it was Al Horford 
and that wasn't great. Um, I could see some adjustments coming. You know, what do they always like? They try to put Draymond into the mix, right? Instead of not this covering, yeah, you know, yeah, what I wrote, and I've wing. actually already even talked to some people about it. Draymond on Jalen Brown yeah, yeah. because it gets him. A, he, yeah. you know, this from his past stretch bigs are are kryptonite yeah, for him yeah. because. He, you know, there's one play where Jason Tatum drives baseline and he goes and does one of his, like, ah, this is kind of crazy kamikaze doubles that sometimes he'll get a tip, sometimes he won't. But Al Horford's just sitting there in the corner. Thank you. Yeah. Like, wide open for three. You could put Clay on Al Horford, right? That's yeah, I the mean, other yeah, part of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, if you're playing him like a big – I was almost thinking put Clay, put Draymond on Jason Tatum and put Wiggins on Horford. You can do Wiggins some on, version no, of No, I'd say Wiggins on Brown. you got to have Wiggins on one of those. Yeah, yeah, put Wiggins. And then, then Clay again on Al Horford. Yeah. You know what I mean? Th- they could do some things. Like, you, they do talk about it. Like, they like to put Draymond. Like, put Draymond on Brunson in the last series. Yes. You could put him on a ball handler so he's not coming off. In, a, in an old New Orleans series, they would not put him on... Um, freaking Milicic, right? Yeah, like he was going to hit three. Yeah, Miritich. Miritich, Miritich yeah, Miritich. Miritich, not Darko Milicic. <laughs> yeah, you would really not put him on Darko <laughs> um, because he was going to be too tempted to come off the shooter because he wants to help out. He wants to help with the playmakers. Uh, put him on Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Put him in the mix now. He might get foul trouble. Who knows? But I think that might be a, one of the moves. I think there's several moves that are coming in game two. I think that's one of them. Put him into the mix against a, a ball handler, not just a, a stretch. Yeah, big. I agree. It's Jay, to me, it's Jalen Brown. We're just talking about you know some of the threes that particularly, you know, Marcus is joining us. Uh, particularly that Draymond just gave up to Al Horford, like because he's just strayed too far off or was just too casual about it, but. I just think it was a mistake for them to have him on Al Horford. We, we, you know his history. Like Draymond shouldn't guard stretch pigs like this. Yeah, I think generally though, like I think it's the whole team philosophy is the flaw, uh, and I think that was true against Dallas. And Dallas just couldn't burn them. They just overreact to drives. They just really do. They over. I mean, Derek White got some open threes. Like Marcus Smart was getting all he wanted. You just can't like Jason. Jason Tatum is driving with no real intention to do anything but pass. It was kind of like Luca, and they're overreacting, and he's hitting it in a swing, swing. They just got to stay home. This is what happens when you don't have a rim protector. But to me, just their whole philosophy of you can get out and cover, you close the paint off, get out and cover. It's just, it's. Just, I just don't think that's that's that works. Uh, I mean. I guess it's worked this far, but but I do think the, the the problem is Boston has the shooters on the court, and the Warriors just can't go back and match that. When they're hot from three, they can't go back and match that. They've got to shut off the threes, whereas Dallas is like, all right, we can go down, we can match it, right? We can figure out a way to get, you know, if it's going to be 120, 120, 118, all right, we can do that. Boston has the ability to say, "All right, we're gonna if we're hitting threes, we're also gonna take away some of your offense," and that's that's where it's difficult. So to me, they just gotta stop overreacting on the drives. If Tatum's gonna get forty on twos, let him get forty on twos. Yeah, like you know, it's easy to explain the difference between Boston and Dallas at this point. Dallas hit twenty-one threes in this building in a game and lost. Boston will not hit twenty-one threes and lose a game 
Like, the Warriors cannot give up. You're not surviving that game. Unless the Warriors make 26 threes or some, some crazy but they, thing. But yeah. just that, they're not going to yeah, against this team. They could against Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Boston's not going to let you do that. And, and even before when it was like, all right, we'll tool you to death, right? Our offense is so good in the half court and inside the paint. We'll just be so efficient on twos that we will offset your threes and eventually you'll get cool. They can't do that against Boston either. I mean, I think they lost the points in the paint battle tonight. So they just can't give up that many threes. And it's been a problem all postseason. Not not that teams are making threes, but that they get them. It's over 300 wide-open threes they've given up in these playoffs. To me, it just begins with the philosophy of protect the paint and then get out. It's got to be the reverse. Everybody else plays the reverse against the Warriors. It's like take away the threes and make them drive twos. And look what happens. They need to switch to that and stop packing the paint, diving in, and then hustling out. It just ain't going to work. It's part of that it's a switch, 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 though, too, right? I mean, although Boston switches and they – manage to cover but the, the Warriors go switch switch and then they're kind of jumbled up and they feel like they have to help they feel like it's like oh we got a mismatch so we all have to help out which is you know respectable and it has worked but it also oh like tends to give up threes that are just a little bit a little bit too easy and it can open yourself up to getting buried like this I think the Warriors in some point saying you know what we do give them up but Derek White's gonna go one for seven next time and Al Holford's probably gonna go two for six and you know you know Marcus Smart might go one for nine but it does leave you open for this it does expose you to this and it happened you know and can you imagine in Boston like in, in Boston they're it's, gonna yeah, yeah Boston. they're gonna, they're gonna they're do gonna it do at least one more time in Boston by the way Celtics now eight and two on the road, but they've lost four home games in the last two series. So I don't know. For, I mean, it's going to be very difficult to win in Boston. But I think it's teams be, have been yeah, winning in Boston. Jimmy Butler just dropped forty six in Boston yeah. in a game six. This series isn't over. I mean, again, it's one game, but it, it kind of feels sometimes like one home lose game one, but it isn't over. Warriors did like I'm going to talk, say some of their talking points, but they're true. Like they did play very well for three quarters. Steph did get played loose very well for two quarters. The yeah, first yeah, and the third, yeah, yeah. the you second get, and the fourth, they played point, You get a twelve point lead, uh, you still get a twelve they point lead. They were really good in the third quarter. They weren't good in and the second the first, quarter. And, and the, the first. first. So wait a minute. What what could be a solution to not being so bad in the second and fourth quarters, Marcus Thompson? What could be a solution? It's time. Well, Steph said it right. <laughs> Put Steph on the court for 45 minutes. <laughs> Just book him for at least 40. I mean, if you think about it tonight, like they're they're up 12 entering the fourth, and they probably should have been up more. But they're up 12 entering the fourth. Boston responds with Tatum, Robert Williams, Jalen Brown. They're down 12. They're like, let's go for it. You just can't not – you can't go, all right, Iguodala, Draymond. So, so I mean, but <laughs> – not anymore. I mean, Steph only sat two and a half minutes. Like, they did put Russian back in. But that was the oh, game, though. At that point, was, that was the game. It was yeah, the it was game. Still a five-point game, though. I mean, like, you can't – at some like, point, you, you got to – you can't just say, okay, we can't rest for two minutes. Now, yeah, that's the unless you're just going to play him the second half straight, right? You're just going to play him all the way I through the second been, half? I would have been critical if he didn't go back to Steph when he did, but I thought that wasn't, like, somewhat urgent. I, I, I think it's different than the minutes. I, so and – and I'm writing about this. It's not just that he wasn't on the court. It's when he is not attacking and aggressive, they can't score against Boston. It's not like, okay, Steph, stand in the corner and everybody else. 
They can't do that. They need him on the court, attacking and aggressive. And because he sat out, because he lost the rhythm, second quarter happened. He took two shots in the second quarter, 22 points, right? Fourth quarter, he's not on the court. He doesn't take his first shot until five minutes in the fourth quarter. Like, like seven points. You can't just have the, okay, we'll get him in and we'll run everybody. You cannot well, you do that can, against Boston. If Jordan Poole's any good. But right? that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, this, like, <laughs> this, is, this series, yeah, I agree with you. You like, just can't do that against this team. Like, yeah. Poole can't create against this team, especially with Robert Williams in the lane. You just cut that out. Jalen Brown is really playing well against clay he's pushing them way out and they're forcing clay to dribble 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 to create a shot we all know that that's bad and who else who who else can wiggins, create a shot wiggins wiggins wasn't yeah. in the game <laughs> yeah yeah well, that's what i'm just saying yeah. you can't say all right steph chill out even when he's on the court chill out these other guys are gonna do it boston is just too good defensively especially when they have their starters in we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors I want to talk about that end. I thought it was a weird night for Boston defensively. They, on Steph, were as bad as I've seen any defense, like, all season almost in the first quarter where it was, like, transition. They were, like, backing away from Steph like it was, like, you know, Kyle Lowry or something. Maybe it was because of who they played. But, I mean, like, when's the last time you saw Steph get five wide open threes in one quarter? I mean, like, (laughs) it's even – With Marcus Smart on them. Yeah, that was, like – this is not how it ever happens when Marcus Smart like, is on him. Well, it was like drop coverage yeah. with the bigs yeah. and like, you know, mix-ups. There was one point where there was like, you know how usually uh, Steph will do an off-ball screen and two guys will go with him and suddenly it's a JTA, a, a whoever cutting. Steph did an off-ball screen and the two defenders went with the other guy. And it was like, what? <laughs> usually it's completely the other way around. He popped out. He was like, cool. You know, anyway. So, I like, I was like, whoa. Like, this is a crazy amount of errors on Steph. And, you know, maybe you just need a quarter to correct, you know, facing him. But the rest of the game, I mean, the other flip side, I'd say, some of the best defensive possessions I've seen from, like, you know, second 24 to second zero on the shot clock, including, you know, they're having the Warriors are having trouble finding what they want when Kavon Looney's taking an 18 footer. Draymond Green's taking what four threes. Yeah. Uh, Andre Iguodala no, took like three jumpers yeah. tonight. He, he would take a fadeaways on Peyton Pritchard. There was just so many possessions where you're just like the, the Warriors don't want this. They're just forced into it by them. Yeah, this is this is like a better version of that Memphis defense when Ja went out. Where it's like you got the pressure on the perimeter. You see, they had the, the possessions where it's like they they're doing the dribble handoff three or four times, trying to get a look. Like, all right, go back. Oh, they cut that. Go back. Do it again. Do it again. Because they're just so good on the perimeter. But then when you drive, <laughs> you got a time lure waiting for you, right? You, he looked better than I thought he was going to look. I thought he looked a little slow early, but then he got going, and maybe he just had to loosen up a little bit. But they and he uh, they, the Warriors were thinking about him i mean you could just tell they take two dribbles and oh wait a minute now what am i gonna do and he had three block shots one of them was on a staff three-pointer like that that's a you know jaron jackson jr like performance or maybe even a little better he's probably a little better right at the rim uh and it affects the warriors like they can't get that stuff to the basket that they got against dallas the whole series they're just it's just not there against the team and horford is, is not small either like horford is problem um like these are all things they knew going in. These are all problems that a team like Boston gives to them. But 
the problem that Boston gives to them on the other side is that's the combo is both things. They give them the defense and they can hit them with a whole different things. And again, I keep saying it. What if Jason Tatum goes 12 for 17? Like yeah, this, this, that, that, to me, you're okay. You're with okay. That. Like yeah, he, he was so. three for 17. Why not make him go 12 for 17? Like if he goes 12 for 17, that hurts you well, way if, less. Than Derek White and Al Horford hit more than the, the 17. How about 12 for like 27? Yeah, or something, yeah. Instead you know, of like, instead of the 13 assists where he's driving, you're overacting, you're kicking. Like they're killing you. That that's way more damaging than if he took 25 shots and made 12 of them. Like if well, he if he gets to the free throw line. In, a, in a playoff game, I mean, like, the, the guy can go for 40, 44, 46. But I just don't think yeah. 40 well, hurts him. Well, like, get you know, John Morant went for 40, whatever, yeah, and in the losses, Luca, Luca regularly was yeah. going for 40. Yeah. It's the it's his 40 means you don't get 24 from Jalen Brown and 26 from Al Horford and another what How 20 about, from Derek White. Yeah, the, the 21 yeah, from Derek White is no, just that's what's killing you. Like three straight games for Derek White. I mean, you know, like I don't know. They can just say, hey, he won't do that. Like he's done it for several huge games in a row now. So, so maybe they got to think like, okay, we got to make sure we stay on this guy. Like he's not one of those guys you can just let shoot and. He's shooting with confidence. Uh, Horford, obviously, as we said, is shooting from confidence with confidence all postseason. Um, yeah, they, they, Draymond mentioned though, like you know, they've got those guys who put pressure on the rim. I think they are worried about Robert Williams' lobs. Uh, you know, there was a lob. You're good. No, there's a lob. You're bumping me here. There's a lob that Draymond like that had an easy lob to Williams, and Draymond's yelling at Jordan Poole afterwards. Like, like they're concerned about that. So that's another reason why they're collapsing. They don't want to give those up. Uh, but those are not; those are less hurtful than the threes, that's for sure. Like, I mean, the threes were the ones that killed them. The threes that beat them tonight. So there are going to be some adjustments there. My question, as I brought up briefly, like, what do you do with Jordan Poole? Do you just you just assume that this is going to be a tough series for him, or do you try to make sure that you try to get him? I, I don't know. You can you can go with just Steph forty five minutes a game for six more games. I don't know that you can do well, that. You, you can do it for two and three because <laughs> there's there's days off in between. But I think you one thing you cannot do. It's put him on the court with Andre and Draymond. You just you can't you can't do that. Put like, pool on the pool, court. Yeah, you can't with two non shooters. Yeah. They're just sagging off, and he's already having a hard enough time driving against physical pressure. Like you, you just you you can't <laughs> you can't do that and expect him to go create so, offense. So Andre had some like nice moments. He, he hit a couple of these jumpers I was talking about that were clearly like you yeah, know bailouts. Yeah. yeah, it really was, but. Um, should he be in the rotation? I mean, it seems like a blasphemous question to ask, but he hasn't played in weeks. Obviously, he's he's probably days away from retirement. Um, no, I mean, maybe he's not. He hasn't announced. But, you, I mean, we all know this is like, you know, and there's good options on the bench. You know, Moody's been pretty good. Uh, Gary Payton II might probably say, will show I, up. I don't something. know that Gary Payton's going to play in the series. He's not, I do not see him ever shooting with his left hand. And, like, in warm-ups, I, this might be a little bit of a feint or just hope, like, or maybe, like, he can give you two minutes of defense. I don't think he can shoot. I, I, I don't know that he can dribble with his left hand. So this might be a little bit, a lot of talk about Gary Payne in a second, and he might not make it back. Maybe later. I, I just don't think he was playable tonight. Why, why would they clear him if he can't do any of that? Maybe they want Boston to think something, or maybe, like, okay, we if we need him for one possession of defense, we can go. Remember, that was what it used to be, like, one possession of defense. I don't think he can use I, his left arm to play off. I had been getting the impression that tonight he wasn't going to play, but two. Like, yeah. they were talking. Well, There's I mean, been some behind-the-scenes yeah, buzz that, off. like. There were two days off. 
Um, There's been some behind-the-scenes buzz that, like, lose, two is his debut. And they don't lose anything by saying he's cleared and not playing them. What do you like? You don't lose a roster spot. They're all they're all playing. They're all everybody on the roster is everybody on the roster. So, I, I think maybe they got a little too tricky for their own good. When a guy will not shoot the ball in warm-ups left-handed, and he is left-handed, my sense is he's not playing. That's just like that. Just he's rebounding during warm-ups. He's not even going to this to shoot jumpers. So maybe with two more days off, he can play. But I, I think he's going to be very limited. I thought Andre might be limited just because we've just kind of can't count Andre. But I think Andre has to play if Peyton isn't playing. You, like you need one more wing defender. Well, or Moody or, or Moody or Gaminga, I guess could be the guys. Yeah. I tell you what, they need to put somebody on Jalen fourth quarters because. How about Draymond Green? He's always super. So what I was going to say was maybe they need to pair Steph's minutes with Draymond. Instead, like you put him in that second unit, and now you have, if you got to play Iguodala, right? Instead, maybe you swap him and Looney. Because at least Looney give you some offensive rebound. Yeah, but then I mean, now you're playing you're, this guy you're, all 40, you're, 45 minutes. Well, no, but, 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 but where's the last offensive yeah. rebound you seen Draymond grab and put back? Yes, but your pool problem <coughs> remains of like Looney and Iguodala out there with pool. I'm just saying you're not getting like with them two. You're getting you're like, yeah, when, you're when Jordan Poole sagging, shoots yeah. the three off the top right of the backboard. Looney chases it down yeah, and gives exactly. it back to him at least. <laughs> at least he gets. Listen, I mean, he had some huge offensive rebounds tonight, by the way. And he is the loon chance are growing here. He's just he's just a good player. Like he's literally a good player. Without him, you know, like Curry says about Wiggins, so they would not be they would not be here without Looney, and they would have no chance in this series without Looney. Uh he is offensively challenged in this series, so right? It's a little different trying to score over these guys uh, when you get the dump off from Steph than it was over Kleber and Dwight Powell. But uh, they absolutely need him to get those rebounds. You saw it when they went small; like they weren't getting any rebounds, and they had to put he had to put Looney back in. Um, like, and I'm, it's interesting. A Porter game, by the way. Otto Porter, huge, like been so important this postseason. Goes four for his first four and threes. And he's a minus eighteen in the game. That was, it was. I mean, maybe that was just because he was in a bad stretch. But that was weird. That like it wasn't more positive for them when he was obviously seemed like he was playing very well. Maybe some of those defensive breakdowns were just like him and Poole because Poole was minus 19. Uh, but I did not see him as, you know, sometimes plus minus it isn't fair, and, and I, I'm the first one to say that. But that was weird. Um, I, I mean, I, I think game two might be 45 minutes of Steph, 45 minutes of Draymond, 42 minutes of Wiggins, and 38 minutes of, of Looney. I really do. I mean, that, that might be where they're at. They, they got to win that game. They got to play like a game seven almost. Yeah, I agree. Um Anything else, I guess, like, I don't know, rotationally or uh, notes from the night? I mean, could you guys see Kaminga getting some minutes? I mean, I mean, it's crazy to say it's a game seven. I think Moody's more, Moody, I think Moody, Moody's Moody, more yeah. likely. But Moody, I mean, he's a Jalen Brown, you know, same kind of athlete, right? Yeah, I could just, just stick him on Jalen Brown and see what happens. Or you could even play Horford. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying is you might put a little – put a smaller player on Horford. It's going to – like, I think it's uh, – to me, the easy fix is – it is what we've talked about, which is which is Draymond on Jalen because, like, Clay Thompson on Horford, like, what post up Al Horford. Sure. Yep. Like, post absolutely. Clay Thompson up yeah, Al Horford. Absolutely. Put somebody on him and say, hey, go post him up. That That's better than threes. <laughs> yeah. So, to me, like, yeah, I mean, like, certainly not Draymond. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that just that didn't, work. It didn't work. But that's where they, you know, they do, you know, give you some trouble because most teams don't play two bigs at a time. They play the two bigs. They're both interesting bigs. They, they 
pressure you in different ways and it kind of like okay we can't put stuff on them and we can't you know like you you, you could see them kind of rifling through their options but i i do think draymond on a on a playmaker and clay on a big is the way they're going to go it just set it just solves so many things and and then you write it out you write out those guys and you see how much man minutes they can give you. And if they, if you, if you wear them out in games two and three, you you needed them to win. You need to win games two and three and four, whatever. You need to win those games. And then you see what you got in games five, six, and seven. It might be whoever runs out of gas first. But I I cannot argue with the idea that Steph should play forty two to forty five minutes. I cannot argue with that. Finals uh, crowd, first time this this arena's hosted the finals. Uh, man, it's just you forget how much media there suddenly is you know gets injected into the scene from the conference finals to the nba, NBA finals executives oh my god how many nba executives are walking around it's well because the commissioner right i mean yeah. they had all that thing going but a chase center is a tight squeeze for this stuff i don't think anybody's going to disagree with you it is a tight squeeze to get everybody in here the corridors are tight you know it just is a it's a tricky thing to wedge everybody in there. I don't know that they did it very successfully in this game. They have another game to figure it out and possibly another one, but uh, it's a little tight tonight. What did you think overall? I thought it was cool. I mean, remember last time, 6 o'clock start, they, they were struggling to get here. It was pretty lit at tip. They were like, they were ready. They, they right were Right at tip. Like it wasn't yeah. before. Yeah, nah. And then it gets a tip, and then it got loud. Now, it was pretty loud, it, and, and it was – I thought there would be more – Celtics fans and you didn't really hear the Celtics fans until the end and then you heard them but I thought the Warriors fans were loud they came strong they paid $1,800 a piece with a ticket all that money you showing up on time they they also wore their this was a crowd that wore the shirts more than I think any of the other crowds Uh, it just did seem like I don't know the city and this crowd viewed this much as like a much bigger event than the conference finals Uh, which you know obviously it is a level up but like you know to me it was like Round one to round two, round two to round three were like incremental little jumps, whereas this felt like a massive jump from just like what the moment felt like, what the event felt like. Let's see what game two feels like now. Uh, but yeah, game one. Anxious. Which is sometimes the best crowds. Yeah. Like that's like when I, when I cover the Lakers, when the, when the crowd thought they were going to win, it was blah. When they were worried about it, they got loud. And uh, be very curious to see how game two is. And if it's, if it's antsy loud, antsy quiet, you know, they feel pressure, it's attention. Uh, that I'm curious about. I expect them to win game two. I'll just say right now, I expect them to win, win game two. I don't know about the series, but I expect them to win game two, go to Boston 1-1. If they go to Boston down 0-2, uh, it will be not a good situation for your Golden State Warriors, fellas. It will not be a good situation. Sorry, I just want to do the drop kick Murphy's. The last time the Warriors lost game one at home in the series. I know. 2016 against OKC. They came back and won game two by 27. And then they didn't didn't fare so well in games three and four in OKC. But they won that series. So, uh, it's it's great. They've never gone down 2-0 in the Steve Kerr era. Never. Because the only other game one they lost was 2019 Toronto, and they, the yeah, yeah, that was the one. That on the game two in Toronto was insane. I remember that. That Toronto series. By the way, that game two in Toronto was Demarcus Cousins 
Uh, um, but that, that that series was Talked insane. Now you forgot about that. Yeah. You know what though? The the one thing I would say, like Boston series, have been so weird. If you if you go back they to look them, incredible, yeah. and then they look yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, I mean, think. Remember the Miami series? It was blowout win, blowout loss, yeah. blowout win, blowout loss. Um, and you know they they lost a. Uh, you know, a bad game three at home. They lost a closeout game six at home to Miami. They lost a closeout game six to Milwaukee and then uh, went on the road and, and won game seven just like they did in Miami. So, like, yeah, I think what we'll probably all come to learn more as the series goes on is how unpredictable Boston is. And I think you get that from the people that have been around that team. It's like just because you got that tonight does not mean you're getting that necessarily, you know. And home road doesn't even really matter. Well, often for both them. sides, for both sides, yeah. right? I mean, well, we should have. It meant something to the Warriors until tonight when they were nine and zero at home. But Boston's so good on the road in this postseason. The Warriors are obviously historically incredible on the road. Uh, it's gonna. I just think it's gonna be. It just is faded to be one one, and I think it might. It's gonna be faded to be two two coming back here for Game Five. That's extending it way off in the distance. It just feels like it's gonna be two two coming back here. I just, it just feels like the Warriors gonna get one there. The Celtics got their one here. The Warriors are gonna win Game Two. It just feels like that kind of series. Um, and then we come back here for Game Five. I just sorry, I skipped way ahead, of everybody, but that's the way I feel. Before tonight, if you would have said two two coming back here, that sound that might sound dangerous for the Warriors. Right now, they oh, would, they would they love two two coming back here at this point. My God, uh, and you know it. it that t- they take two two with a blowout in Game Four. If they, you know if they can get it. Like this is just they're gonna 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 suffer through some tough spells against this Boston team because this Boston team is good. And you, you just try to survive it and ride it back and try to get a game five here or two two. That's what I think. All right, we will talk to you from game two Sunday, I believe five PM tip, which is gonna be nice Sunday night. Talk to you then.